And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome to The Drop Set. This is episode 184. We are um, not live. I mean, I'm live here with, with Stephanie Marie uh, via, what is this, Zoom. Hi, Stephanie. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? Good, good. So um, there's a lot to talk about here, and it's all covering kind of the same topic. Um, if you've been following the news, you're aware of uh, recent death, um, deaths plural in the industry um, due to uh, overuse and abuse of prescription diuretics at shows. So these are actually people who are dying on show day, which is a problem, or in better scenarios, um, being hospitalized uh, if they're lucky. Well, well um, someone making it to the show or they're dying after because they can't recover. Exactly. Yeah. So we want to dig in on that. Now, Stephanie here, she's a, uh, an IFBB pro, um, you turn pro in physique, but now you're competing in bodybuilding. Um, you like that transition so far? Yeah. So I did one, two, three, I did four women's physique shows as a pro. And, uh, I was told this season in Omaha to switch and I I'm in love with it. I, I was so hesitant for so many reasons mostly the gear, you know, yeah. <laughs> honestly. And, uh, I wanted to maintain my femininity, but I'm really excited because I'm hoping that I can bring like a new era and like a new kind of, I, I want to inspire girls to be okay to make that switch to, and that jump to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's cool because bodybuilding did disappear for a few years for women. Mm -hmm. So it's good to see it coming back and it's good to see some, some women making the transition from physique. I mean, you've got the size to hang there. So, um, and Hey, you know, I, I've actually not been training for years to maintain to kind of not grow to like stay back. So I'm excited to like get big. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So you turned pro in um, 2016 at the USA's, right? Yeah. All right. And then, uh, done a handful of shows in a pro and I think, uh, kind of topped out at like, what was it here? Like, um, what was your best place in women's physique? I'm sixth. Sixth. Okay. And then you got, you managed third in Chicago in bodybuilding. Yeah, third and fifth, um, this year in my female bodybuilding debut. Yep. Okay, cool. So to all the listeners out there, basically the point here is she knows her shit. She knows what she's talking about. She's been through this and is coming at this with some experience. So, um, talk to me a little bit. So this, this, um, this whole thing started, um, I guess it was this last weekend. So really things have blown up just in the past, like six days, really. It's uh, kind of crazy. Friday. Yeah. Uh, well, five days really, because I learned of Elena's death on Sunday morning and it was so surreal for me because it was almost exactly my story, except I survived. So, um, what is me, your story? Tell, tell us that. Yeah. So my, I actually have an hour long of it. If you want to go watch it, I put it on my, um, IGTV, but mm -hmm. in a nutshell, um, I was get uh, my coach went MIA at two weeks out and, um, I reached out to Shelby Starnes and asked him to, you know, bring me in for my show. He's like, I don't really like to do rush preps, but I'll help you out. I had hired him in the past and had a credit with him. Um, so he's like, we'll just use that. Um, he sent me my protocol and I just followed it. You know, I didn't ask questions. I'm not naive, but like, I knew what some of it was, but I also obviously like with social media, it's such a highlight reel. I saw his success. So I just trusted him. I'm like, well, if he thinks this is what's going to work, he, and, you know, He's probably done this before, and that's why these girls are winning and looking so great. I'm just going to do it. What was and your reaction I, when you saw that protocol? I mean, you're, you're two well, weeks out where you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. I'm two weeks out. I'll well, just do it all. I didn't know what Aldactone was at the time, and I didn't know what Bumex was. So I had to message my source that I get things from, and I asked for all of it. And he's like, I, why the f do you need Bumex? <laughs> and uh, he's like, that's really strong, just to warn you, like, that's stronger than Lasix. And I'm like, I don't even know what... I knew what Lexus was, but I'd never taken it. And I'm like, the bad indication okay, when your source has your, uh, has your best interests more than your coach. <laughs> my source is actually one of my best friends and is his wife competes and is a pro he's a pro and has used Shelby before too. So it, okay. it, 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 you know, it's a really small community, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got the protocol and I just started in on it right away. Um, the, the Aldactone started at 10 days out. I didn't really notice much happening with that. It was tapering up. So it started off at 25 um, milligrams a day, and then it would be like 25 twice a day. And it tapered up all the way until I was at like um, 50 twice a day, mm -hmm. I think. Um, now, Jody got a plan similar to mine, but hers was like 100 twice a day. So I don't want to get confused. I, this I'm is Jody Engel you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Um, so I was taking out Dactone. Um, 
for 10 days and then dyes i'd started out like three or four days out and it would be like a half a tab in the morning half a tab at night i ended up taking i think it was like four tabs of that um and then the bumex was um one milligram tabs and i was splitting i split it in half and it was like half the night before the show and then half the morning of the show that's a lot um i i ended up so I ended up leaving for my show on like a Wednesday and I was 163 pounds and I woke up um, the morning of my show and I was 147. So that's 16 pounds in about like uh, 48 hours. Which is one of those things like as a competitor, you're kind of conditioned to accept and be okay with the extreme. So you see that and you're like, all right, shit's working. This is great. Well, I was, I was honestly, completely honest. I was excited to try it. Because it was something I'd never done before. And it was Shelby Starnes. And he has all these Olympians. And You're like thinking maybe this is the secret. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, um, after I took the first initial half of Bumex, um, I, you know, usually you have like a release of fluid. So I, I like, I got my tan. I was getting my tan and I, I bent over and I, I couldn't stand up. Like it wasn't cramping. It was just pure, like utter exhaustion. And my boyfriend was putting my tan on. He was like, I've never seen someone look like this. He was like, you look like a skeleton. You look like death. This is your body and saying, I was like, fuck I, you, basically. I, I dizzy, lightheaded. I was, I was hunched over. Um, he was putting the tan on me as I was bending over. And I was like, I, I can't stand up. I can't breathe. I was dizzy, lightheaded, weak, feeble. Like I said, um, but I just kept, I just kept doing what I was supposed to do. And I was scared to fall asleep that night. Usually you have prep insomnia anyway, you know, mm-hmm. nerves, adrenaline, excitement, all that. I was honestly scared to fall asleep. I kept thinking, what if my heart cramps up and I die? So I didn't get any sleep the night before my show. So I just went ahead and got up and started getting ready. I do my own hair and makeup anyway. And mm-hmm. then I sent him, you know, the final check-ins. And at that point he gave me a little bit of carbs did you, um, did you tell him how you were feeling there? Um, I don't remember, to be honest. I okay. don't, I don't think I did. It, it's uh, it's kind of the competitor's mindset to just kind of, you know, suffer in silence and like, whatever, I'm just going to suck it up. I'm gonna be really honest. A good coach is going to ask you how you're feeling. Agreed. Yeah. hundred percent. They should, especially, especially with a protocol that. like that. If I wrote up a protocol like that, I want to talk to you every hour and see how you're and doing. With, I have eight clients peaking right now and every meal they're checking and I'm asking, how do you feel? Are you any cramping, any headaches? You know what I mean? Like I need feedback before I tell you what to do next. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. was flat as shit before I even took the Bumex. I should have never even been told. So plans are tentative, right? They should mm-hmm. be changing as you change. My, my tentative plan was what I actually executed. Yeah. Yeah, regardless the, of how i look so it was like is he was he even looking at my check-ins right right i mean what i do with my clients on peak week is a week in advance i give them a forecast so i'm like here's kind of what i expect and it's like minimum we're checking every we're checking in every day after that and then changing that forecast like yeah the, this water protocol this isn't working we need to bump that up a little bit higher or whatever so exactly um, i'm all about the forecast but it's not set in stone you got to be able to roll with that so the, this show experience that you're talking about, um, you posted some photos on your story just a little while ago, kind of showing your shape and conditioning there. And I mean, you were just completely flat. Like there was no fullness at all or anything. I, I like haven't that. posted my stage pics, but I was flat as shit. And, you know, there was no carb up really. I got 100 grams of white rice with my first meal with um, a whole egg. And that was it. And I'm going to be honest. That's like 20 grams like- of carbs. If you're weighing 150, 160 pounds, that's nothing. Yeah. And that's all that I had. And again, there was, um, the fluid was removed. Like I, I wasn't allowed to have water at, after a certain time the day before the show. So there's no water, no sodium, no carbs, but three different types of diuretics, one of which is a, a loop diuretic. So I'm not really sure the mindset or the mentality or the theory and science behind this protocol. There isn't any. I think it's because it's it's related to things that people did back in the 80s. And we're just continuing that transit, that tradition for some reason, because water is a diuretic. Uh, so cutting it out completely never really makes a whole lot of sense. And sodium helps with muscle contraction. So if you don't have sodium, if you don't have water, how are you supposed to get a pump backstage? And- oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. So like I have really roundful muscle bellies. I don't really ever go flat ever in prep. You can deplete me as much as you want. And I'm still going to pop. My muscles are still going to pop. So for me to be flat, that, that says a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so wow. anyway, so yeah, I go to the show, um, get on stage for prejudging. I'm first call out. Um, 
you know, we do all the mandatories, do everything, but I'm not like top four or five. They remove four. So that means I'm actually second call out because everyone gets moved in. Right. Mm -hmm. So now I'm up there posing longer and more and harder and battling it out and getting moved around. Um, What was eight to 11 minutes seemed like hours. Yeah. Yeah. I was sweating, obviously. You know, you see see some people up there, they get better as they're posing. They start Mm -hmm. sweating, which means they're holding water. No sweating. Um, I wasn't lightheaded or dizzy. Um, I wasn't shaky. I just, I, it was almost like I wasn't there. Well, it's, that's adrenaline so, kicking in at that point, just being on stage. Yeah, that, I couldn't feel my legs. It's like my boyfriend was screaming on his legs, legs. I'm like, I think I'm flexing them, but I don't know. Like, I don't um, know. I think they've been amputated. I have phantom leg syndrome. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. So I walk off stage and as soon as I get behind the curtain, I fell to the ground mm-hmm. and um, the ground was cold. It felt so good, but <laughs> there were medics and they saw that. So they came running over. They're putting ice packs on me. Um, At least there were medics there. There, there were medics there. Unlike at Elena's show in Spain, there were no medics at her show. And the ambulance um, took forever to get there. Like 30 minutes, 45, 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So um, as soon as I was on the ground, I my phone was nearby and I, I told someone to go get it. They brought it to me. I text Shelby immediately and I text my boyfriend in the audience immediately. He um, immediately um, rushed backstage and I was like, I have a Gatorade in my bag. Go get it. And I text Shelby. I was like, I'm on the ground. I'm with the medics. I'm going to drink some Gatorade. He's like, no fluids. Okay. That, that, that is like king asshole moment right there. I mean, I, I'm not here to defame people or anything like that, but come on. I mean, at some point you got to give up the ghost on your stupid protocol. Well, what, what's crazy is I, I drank half of it anyway. Um, I knew better. And Good. then I ate, I ate like a little bit of candy or something. And that, you know, that got me through. I went back to the, I don't even remember, you know, the rest of what happened. I, I mean, I survived. Honestly, so that I half a bottle of Gatorade might've kept you out of the hospital. What'd you say? That half bottle of Gatorade might've kept you out of the hospital. I mean, that's fair. And, um, whatever I actually ended up eating or doing might've saved me too. What, and that's what, that's why this is coming to light now because Elena had the same coach. She passed out backstage and, uh, she ended up dying and she's a bodybuilder and she's a mom. And all, so all of this, I'm hearing all this and I'm like, fuck, that could have been, that should have been me. And so I never really thought about it after that day, after that show, I never gave it any thought that I should have died or could have died until now. So, cause people were like, why'd you rehire him last year? And I'm like, well, a, I survived and B, I think we downplay things, you know, to make them not as bad. And, and like I survived. So like, it's no big deal. I well, there, there's a- an inherent oh. trust value that comes with working with a coach where they get this credibility. Yeah. And I didn't have any crazy story like Jody has. Like I didn't get rhabdo or edema or kidney issues or heart issues or anything like that. So for me, it wasn't that bad. Talk about the week after the the show. Did you have any, what'd you say? uh, The week after the show, did you have any like lasting effects or come Sunday, Monday, where you kind of like back to yourself? Okay. Um, I mean, I, I, I bloated and blew up because I was like eating again and I was on vacation. I always take a week off after a show, every single show or season. Once I'm done, I take a week off. I let my body recover my mind. I don't go to the gym unless I really want to. I don't do cardio. Like I don't do anything Mm -hmm. except for eat and enjoy life. And you know what I mean? Hang out. That's the way to do it. I was in Florida and I, I did work out a little bit. And usually I, I always try to push water um, to flush your system and plus all the junk food and shit that you're eating. Um, so that probably helped as well. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like I never used to even take like supplements. Like I'm the person that I wouldn't even take my vitamins or anything. <laughs> so I don't really don't know how I survived. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of terrible about that too. Like I've got my little pill organizer that has like my multi, my vitamin C and D and stuff. I'm about 60 or 70% on that. I'm pretty inconsistent. I, I, I'm the person that has everything in the cabinet and I never take it. Now this season, I took it every single day faithfully and religiously, yeah, but that yeah. season I didn't ever, ever. Yeah. I, I never used to like selling pills, let alone 30 of them at once, twice a day. <laughs> Seriously. Absolutely. So I guess, I mean, if you and I would encourage everybody um, to go check you out on Instagram. It's at uh, Fierce Fit Steph, correct? Yes. Steph with a PH. Um, and your story is like uh, super active, and you're saving a lot of these in a highlight as well. Um, so story highlights. If you go to your profile, and you can check it out there. Yeah. Um, so since my original um, IGTV of my story, um, I've now interviewed a few other women and posted their lives. 
And then they, and then other people saw that. And now it's like, my DMs are flooded to the point where I can't interview everyone. Okay. (laughs) So what I'm doing is, well, it took me until yesterday to do it, but now when people message me, um, and I I respond to everyone, I don't just ignore, like, I want to talk to them. I want to hear their story. I want to engage with them. I want to empathize and see how they're doing mentally now and where they're at now. What are their stats now? How, how are they doing? You know? So I, I've probably gotten a thousand or more messages and um, I'm just, I'm starting to post their, these other people's stories and their protocols and what they're going through, what they've been through, where they're at now, currently what they're facing now. And I like that you're saving those as a highlight so it doesn't get lost in 24 hours. Exactly. So I would strongly encourage everybody to go to your profile, check out the highlight and just click through some of these. And what you're going to notice is it's the same names that keep coming up and the protocols all look very similar. And so there's a heavy focus on the diuretics, but also like some of the gear protocols are insane. And we're talking about for people that are like, you know, fairly new, not terribly conditioned, like I'm 30% body fat. Okay, great. Here's four anabolics growth. You're going to jump on clen and three right now it's like whoa slow the fuck down turbo what's going on here doing four hours of cardio some people are doing no carbs i saw jamie pender's live you need to check that out she did Mm -hmm. no carbs for 26 weeks you know what i call that i call that i'm just gonna kill myself instead forget it like no thanks um no i mean she had gallbladder issues and uh, fortunately matt jansen was able to save that and fix what shelby did to her so you guys really need to go check out that live that live of jamie tells a lot because there's an evolution to this you know um the reason that like shelby kind of got like famous and blew up was in like 2013 to to 16. He had so much success with women's physique girls, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking to these girls. These are girls I adored and I, I followed and I fell in love with and became obsessed with their journeys. And they're coming to me now and they're like, it wasn't like that back then. And then they're showing me and I'm like, okay, it was a little extreme, but there's a progression that's happening. Just like there's evolution with everything. Okay. But at what point is enough enough? And you're writing this plan and you're like, you know, that, that's probably going to send that person over the edge. Like, do we have any sort of morals, ethics, values, empathy? Where is all of that? Like, certainly if you're competing at a very high level and you've been doing this for a while and you've progressed, you've gone from not competing at all. You've done a couple of local NPC shows. You've done a national show a couple of times. You've turned pro. You've done some pro shows. Okay, great. Now you're looking to get Olympia qualified. You know, you're, you're kind of up there in the conversation. So at that point, at that level, like your protocol is going to look a little bit more advanced. It's not going to be like nothing. Freaks like literally Juliana Malacarne, DLB, and Shanique. Those are the only people I know that have hardly taken anything or done anything. And that's only if they're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. And some people are just genetic freaks and they can build muscle easily and they can get lean without taking hardly anything. And Um, that far and few in between. And those are people that are at the top for a very long time. Yeah. 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 Because they're, they're, there's probably, let's say there's, 30,000 competitors in the world, right? That do what we do. Uh, there's a handful that are genetic freaks like that. Like a hundred. <laughs> if that. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like freak and I still have to take all the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. But I mean, sometimes those those more advanced protocols, it's like, okay, that, that can be justified under this circumstance. But then you've got to balance that out by, okay, I'm not going to run Clen for 30 weeks. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to come Why, off this okay, stuff. I just the protocol that Shane gave a client, I think it was a first show or an off, an off season, test sip, Clen and ADEX to name a few. Yeah. Why are we taking ADEX and Clen in the off season? And why is a female taking test sip? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good I want to know the answers question. as to why I want to know the reasoning behind the protocols from these coaches. And here's my thing. You don't hear anything from these coaches. You know, they're fully aware of what's going on on social media right now. Absolutely. And the other thing is they know what they're doing. I mean, they're not stupid, um, well, but you I, mean, know, I, are, oh, well. I don't know. <laughs> they're they're not dumb individuals. I think they're doing stupid stuff, but at the same time, they know what they're doing. Um, They're aware of what they're doing and they've got to be aware that this is not a good idea. Like ultimately it comes down to the athlete. And that is very, that is a very true statement. However, I will say this, you don't know what you don't know. And we as clients we want to be coachable. Okay. I'm not going to ask my coach a thousand questions a day. I'm just going to trust that he knows what he's doing because I, a he's successful at it. Right. Otherwise I probably would not have heard of him and want to work with him <laughs> and B, like, I don't want to sit and have to do all this research. That's why I hired someone to tell me what to do. I just want yeah. to, 
I don't want to think. I just want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. And you know, the way that I approach gear with clients is, um, you know, I never bring it up. I wait for them to bring it up. Like if if you're interested in that, Oh my God. You tell me, or if, if somebody says like, wow, I'm really dialed in here. You know, is there anything else that I can do to make my progress faster? I'm like, well, you could jump on anabolics and we can have that conversation if you want to. But, and I tell people, I'm like, I'll make recommendations for you, but my recommendations are going to start with some websites to go to, to read some stuff. I always say that I want, here's my, here's what I recommend. And now I want you to take it up on yourself to do your due diligence as a person and go read up on this and then yeah. decide if, you know, you want to do it or not. And then also on top of that, like there are things that I am never going to let an NPC competitor or first time competitor put in their body. So on Why? that note, what? Because I think that's good for some people um, out there okay, that might be considering instance, this. To I'm know. not, I'm not going to let a bikini client take Winstraw and okay. nine times out of 10, I'm not going to let a bikini client ever take uh, injectables mm-hmm. or like ADEX or anything like that. It's just they not necessary talking about an NPC show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it shouldn't be necessary. No. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, I'm never in the ever going to ever put a woman on test or trend or halo. Yeah. Or Andrew or D ball ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, do you, um, if you have clients who um, get um, products from a source that uh, you don't know personally or you can't vouch for, do you encourage them to get it tested? Um, I do. Okay. I've had a couple clients have issues with things. And so I've told them, you know, you can get it tested. Um, however, I, I don't like to be the middleman in any of that. Okay. I'm okay. already extending myself enough. I'm not going to give you my sources information. I'm not going to be the middleman and order it for you through my source. If yeah. you want to do this stuff, you got to find it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a smart move. If you're going out and finding it, then you got to know the source and be able to trust that it's good and talk to their other people that are buying it and make sure, you know what I mean? Like I can't do everything for you. Do you want me to put the pill in your mouth and, you know, give you some water and close your mouth for you too? Yeah. I can't do everything for you. (laughs) That's a good point. I like that. I like that. So, um, let's go. I got, I got some, some questions here, so let's cover this. Um, the question I was just kind of typing out some notes, um, for myself here. And one of the first questions that I wrote for myself is who the fuck thinks this is necessary. Um, when someone is shredded and really dry a month out, like, you know, why do they need anything last week? Why can't you just like, you know, you're a week out. Hey, you know what? You're already peaked. We're just going to ride this all the way into show day. It's not common for that to be the case, but I've seen it happen before. And I've had it with clients where it's like your peak week, we aren't changing anything. We're going to taper down no, your cardio I, to get your legs sharper, but that's about it. That what happens is people think that peak week is supposed to be this like drastic, magical time and everything changes and we're manipulating all these things. Uh, that's probably going to make you look worse. It's a mythical creature peak weekend. Why, why would you fix what's not broken? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And there's no magic pill in the world. And at the same time, like, you know, you know I just don't understand, like, where did peak week come from? Yeah, like, that's a great question. You know what I mean? If, if you look great two weeks out. Why wouldn't you just still continue on that up until show day? Yeah, I think the thought is like, well, you know, <laughs> I think it's got a bad name, Peak Week. It implies that wherever you are, you can do something extra to get somewhere better. And that's not always the case. Um, or if it is, sometimes it's I, I, very I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Why, why did it get named Peak Week? I know that we're aiming to, you know, peak or get on stage for a show. But like at the same time, if you're not ready two weeks out, you're not going to be ready. You're not going to burn any more fat the last week. That's all the work is done. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no magical recipe. You know, <laughs> I was, you know, you, yeah. can, you can drop like five pounds of water weight just by sitting in the sauna, yeah. like just do that then and dry yeah. out a little bit or by you know just I mean? manipulating your water intake but a little bit. That, that creates stress on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, so. You, your, your experience at that show that you were talking about was case in point, why more isn't better because you lost so much water weight and, mm-hmm. you know, looked flat as hell. What's, what's crazy about that though, is that's the best place in that I've had as a, as a pro women's physique competitor, which then but makes you think, of course, matter. well, I need to do that again. The lineup. It's the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. There. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, another question I had, and this is just a thought whenever I see something pop in, up, in your, up in your story. And I know the answer to this already. Um, do you think that speaking out like this, uh, runs the risk of pissing off the powers that be? 
Listen, no matter what happens, you're always going to have an opposing side, right? Mm -hmm. There's always going to be, I don't even like to say two sides to every story. I think there's three. I think there's yours, mine, and the truth. Yeah. not even about picking sides. It's not about creating a division in our community that we love. It's about solidarity right now, okay? Mm-hmm. And finding a solution to the problem. The problem is people are dying. They're, the head count, the body count is going up. So we need to figure out why, which we have, mm-hmm. and now we need to, to make it stop, okay? Yeah. And it stop, it, the, listen, yes, it is the athlete's body and they decide what they put into their body, but had a coach not written it out, the athlete would never even be putting it in their body. They wouldn't have thought so of it, it on their own. For me, it starts with the coach. Yeah. Okay. I agree. And then it's the client's obviously responsibility uh, to either ask questions or just go along with it. Or, you know, I think too, a lot of times people are scared. They want to um, make their coach proud. They, they don't want to question them. They're too scared to have those hard conversations. So they don't, they don't want to appear weak also. Yeah. 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 I mean, it makes sense. I, there's certainly some shared responsibility, but I think it's probably like 70, 30 on the coach um, because and they're the ones that are putting that obviously like point blame or anything like that. I just think that at a certain point in time, when you have as many stories as I've posted, <laughs> you have to take ownership and accountability for your actions. We're all yeah. adults. We all know right from wrong, period. And I think, I think that statement applies uh, to individual coaches, but even more so to the industry as a whole. The industry needs to yes. take ownership of this and recognize that it's a problem and figure and out what they're going to do about it. I think that finally are, and it's unfortunate that it's taken so many deaths for this to come to light. And for, I don't really know why me speaking out has created all of this to happen. I never expected that to go viral or anything like that. I was just telling my story based on a person's death. Well, I think the thing is you told it passionately. Yeah. I mean, you, you told it very passionately and you told it well, and you told it in great detail. And the other thing is so much of this stuff is clandestine and kind of happens behind a curtain and it's not talked it's about. It's very taboo. But yeah. at the end of the day, we all know what's going on. So yeah. if we all going on, why are we tiptoeing around the subject when we could be spreading more awareness, more knowledge, more education, and we could be saving lives. Yeah. We could be saving Jody from fighting for her life in the hospital 10 minutes, 10 months after her show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'd be saving this 21 year old girl that has tremors right now and just switch coaches because she saw all of this and she's smart enough to know, okay, if um, my coach has all these deaths hanging over his head, I don't want to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I say as a coach, and I think you could probably agree with this. One of the, one of the easiest things to do as a coach is not kill a client. Like it is so easy to not That's kill a client. I almost feel like, you know, there's like a little bit of like sociopath tendencies because sociopaths and narcissists, they don't, they lack empathy mm-hmm. and they lack social skills in the sense that um, they just do whatever without any regard to yeah. other people's feelings or well-being or what's going to happen to them afterwards. So it's almost like, is this just like a science experiment for some of these coaches? Is this just like a, let's push the envelope until we push it too far, but oopsie, we'll cover it up and not talk about it. Cause you know, nobody talked about when Mariola died mm-hmm. in 2019 after Tampa, yep. no, there was one post made one post, which is, is sad. Um, it's very sad. I, I'm thinking as a coach, if I wrote up a protocol for somebody and I, I mentioned this in my, my quick, um, Instagram live or, uh, IGTV thing that I did yesterday, I've actually never advised a client to use a prescription diuretic never once. So I just, I don't find them really necessary. I'm not hundred percent opposed to their use. I just don't ever really find them necessary. I think we can do a good enough. I job do the them. most minimal possible. And yeah. again, like I have eight clients in the show tomorrow. <clears throat> Three of them are going to take probably half a diazide. What show is it by the way? It's the Indiana state championships. All right. Shout out Indiana. A couple of them are just doing it to get qualified for North Americans. And okay. a couple of them have a really good potential turning pro and it's their first cool. season. And it's unreal. These, what, what I'm finding that's actually happening here. <clears throat> excuse me. We're putting so much f- emphasis on drugs and diuretics and none on training. Yes. I have not, you know what? I was with Shane Hughley, never got a, a, a workout program. Never. Astro leg days, multiple times, never got one. Uh, I was with um, Shelby Starnes, never got a training protocol ever, ever. We are, nobody is talking about if you train hard, 
you know, and you build up that muscle density and you build your physique from the ground up and you have that solid foundation when you go to prep. And if you, if you did your off season, right. And you, you built up your metabolism, you've got a lot of food to manipulate you, you will get peeled and you will have an easy prep. Yeah. yeah. And that's why Absolutely. I don't take prep clients. You can't just come to me and say, I want to do a show. Nope. Yeah. Nope not doing it. That, that's smart. It's like, look at, I mean, unless they come at you and you're looking at them like, man, you've got a really solid base. Okay. But that is so uncommon. Not novice. And it's someone that has experience and they've done shows and, and they, sh- and you can show me what you've been doing the last six, eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, but for a new person, not no, common though. Yeah. It's not, okay. First of all, I think it's a slap in the face to me and anyone else that competes that you think that it's that easy that you can just jump into a prep and do a show. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's fair. And the, the training thing is true. So I've had several coaches throughout the years. Um, and, um, until my last couple, um, which have been great. Like the first ones, like I worked with, um, Shelby for a month. This is like five years ago. And it took me one month to realize like, this guy's not for me. Like you can just tell, like he doesn't give a fuck. He really doesn't. Um, I worked with AJ Sims, so who was um, there. He has a degree in psychology. And I do think that that plays a huge factor in this. So people, mm-hmm. when, when you study the mind, okay, you know how to interact with people because you read them. Okay. So you almost like a master manipulator and that's going to make you, that's going to make the other person think that this person genuinely cares about me. They're kind. They care about me and their responses. Don't, don't get it twisted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I could really tell with him, like he just did not care. He really didn't. And here's the other thing I'm finding too, like with Shane, all of the responses are the exact same <laughs> trophy emojis, <laughs> trophy emojis. It's happening. Um, you're changing so fast. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah. When people ask for more details, almost like he's like annoyed that you're asking him questions. That's very common with a lot of coaches. Uh, one word answers, no responses, respond four days you know later why? with an emoji. Coaches have, these coaches have too many clients. Oh yeah, for sure. Too many clients and they're not able to say no because there's a little bit of greed in it. Um, I, I personally, I want quality over quantity and, um, I, I get to a point where I get too busy and I'm overwhelmed and then I'm not able to give the proper attention and, that my clients deserve and the care that they deserve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also I think there's a lot of favoritism, you know, if you notice like some of these people that are you know doing videos with their success stories with these coaches in particular, um, they get more attention because they're winning shows Yeah, and that's why all these other people are suffering and they're coming to me and they're like, I don't understand. I pay $500 a month, but he only posts about her because she's winning. And I'm like, and that's why your health is suffering. Cause he doesn't give a shit about you. Cause you're not, mar- he's not able to market you and you're not getting him more business. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is a business. A big one too. A lot of money in this business. And, and on the other side of that, everybody's a fucking coach now. <laughs> That's true. I had a client. He did one show. He got fourth place. Now he's coach. Oh, great. <laughs> so I know what you're doing. You are taking my plan and my manipulations that worked on you and giving yeah. them out, giving them to other people. I, I, I've, I've had that happen with a few clients before where they've turned around and I actually had um, one of their clients uh, text me because my phone number was on the plan that they received from this other person. Oh they yeah. Didn't, they didn't even I've change the phone number. Too, where, you know, clients are doing, or coaches are doing the copy paste thing and they forget to like edit it and delete, delete the other person's name. But yeah. also like, if you notice I posted, or I don't know if I posted it yet, but like Shane, for instance, he has so many clients that he doesn't remember anyone's protocol. So he'll, you'll check in and he'll say, what's cardio at? Yeah. How much cardio what, are you doing? What, yeah. Um, what, what, what are your, what are your meals look like? What do you mean? Yeah. What do my meals look like? You don't fucking know. Yeah. You're the coach. You tell me, buddy. <laughs> what, what do you mean? What, what's your dosage on this? What, when I was with Shane, he didn't change my plan for 13 weeks. He gave my ex the exact same plan as me. And then at seven weeks out, I said, are we going to change anything? He's like, what do you want to change? And I was like, well, I just feel like I'm plateauing and maybe we should like carb cycle. He's like, okay, we can. Okay. Why am I paying you? If I'm the one that's dictating what we're going to do, then I would bring up things for the gear. And he's like, well, you're the pro. What do you think? I'm like, all right, well you pay me then. How about that? Or basically you're just here to condone me coaching myself as like an extra set of eyes. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what I mean? That's how I felt. So we should also clarify. I don't think we've, we've named him. This is Shane Hughley. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so 
he has about 600 active clients. Yeah, that's too many. That's too many. So and that, and no I wonder. If you, notice, so you got 600 active clients. Shelby has like close to 500. That's why we're hearing their, their names the most. Because yeah. if you have that many clients, you're going to have a lot of turnover constantly. Yeah. Okay. But you're also going to have quite a bit of success, especially if you've been doing it for a very long time. But so you're also going to have a lot of failures and that's what's coming out of the woodwork now. Exactly. And that's the thing. That's why I'm, I'm doing this because these people deserve to be heard, but they've never had a platform to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and this isn't about like what did work for people. This is about what didn't work for people and why and how we can prevent it from happening to the next person, the next person. And if you hire Shelby and you, you get the same protocol that you saw online, you can have, those are red flags. And then you're like, now you're knowledgeable. You have a little bit of education. Like I've seen this before. I'm going to go on a different route or you know what? Maybe, um, maybe it will work on me. So I'm just going to try it out. Now you're able to make a better decision for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? That's the only reason that I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, what, what you're doing is really, really good and helpful. I know you've heard that from a lot of people, but it, it really is. This is a conversation that's, you know, years overdue. <laughs> absolutely. And you know what? I have gotten thousands of positive messages and comments, and I appreciate all of them, and none of them go unnoticed. But I'm going to say this. I've only gotten probably two haters, and then other than that, just his success people that are have trying to, you know, have his back. Yeah. And yeah. they're not commenting to me and they're not saying anything to me. They're just and, making their own posts, you know, to have their own little club going on. And from a psychological perspective, like I get that you have your coach, I, you like him and, you know, clearly, you know, let, let's be clear. Also, the, these coaches hasn't happened to them yet. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's, it's worth noting, like these coaches, they're not fucking up everybody, but Correct. a lot of people. So, you know, just and because I'm I'm perfect and I haven't fucked up anybody. <laughs> Here's the thing with this sport. It, there's a lot of bro science going on. I learned from all of my experience. You know, yes, I have some certifications. Um, a lot of people do not. But a lot of this is just learning on your own and through your own client trial ex experiences and um, your own coaching that, you know, that you've gotten. And, you know, I just think that maybe part of the solution could be that, you know, we, we as coaches need to be better educated yeah. and have more degrees and more certifications and things under our belt. Yeah. And, and or just you know how that? we come together as a community and we start putting all the information out there about the diuretics and about the nutrition and, and what it does to your body when you're doing two hours a day of cardio and, and adrenal fatigue and all of this shit needs to come out. The knowledge, knowledge is power, man. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. And, and, um, this industry is getting so big. Why are, why do we not have like, like I, I was watching Nick, uh, Nick, Tr Tr I can't say his last name. Trigili. I can never say his last name. <laughs> I was watching his and he, he, he made some valid points. He's like, why isn't the NPC posting all the educational stuff on their website? Yeah. They, Everyone I mean, knows their website. Yeah, they absolutely should. Uh, I mean, you know, they, you know, there's, there's top educators out there. There are medical professionals. There are people like Leo. Okay. There are people that are smart highly intelligent in this, in uh, pharmacology and nutrition and training. And like, why, why don't we have them on and start, start making this a thing where it's a nutritional or it's a, it's an educational piece. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be more of that for sure. And I think raising awareness think of the, uh, raising awareness of the stuff that doesn't work and is dangerous is a good first step, but then, you know, there needs to be another level beyond just not killing yourself where we can be more productive and advance the sport forward and do it safely. Exactly. This isn't about raising awareness about what does work. Okay. Because what does work for me doesn't might not work for you. Yeah. This is about, this is about drawing a line. <laughs> yes. And when is enough enough? And at yeah. what point, like, you know, a lot of people are just really naive and, and, and ignorant. You know, and ignorance is not bliss in this situation. Not here. No, sometimes it is, but not here. No, definitely. Exactly. Not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people want to be ignorant to it because it hasn't happened to them. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So when it does happen to you, are you going to come back to me and be like, I wish I would have told you. Uh, I wish I would have listened to you. <laughs> like, you know, I wish you would have too. Other, some of these people that are coming out like on his behalf, I know for a fact have health issues. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're not fooling anyone. We know better. We, we mm -hmm. see, we see it. 
we, we see what we can see your body. We can see the changes in your face and your physique and the fact that you dropped out of preps multiple times or, you know what I mean? Like we put it together. Yep. Yeah. I mean, to, to someone who's watching closely, I mean, there aren't too many really, really high profile faces out there. So you can watch a lot of people and follow closely, connect the dots and kind of figure out what's going on. And you know what else that I, I want to say is, um, I would encourage everyone to talk to former clients that are no longer with these coaches. Okay. Cause yeah. I can't tell you how many top elite Olympians that are in my inbox right now, the ones that are from 2013, 14, 15, 16, they're all in my inbox right now. And they're probably never competing again. Um, some of them still do, Okay, but, and, but most of them are, you know, they, they reach their peak and their pinnacle in it. Um, they're just, you know, it's their lifestyle and they, they love competing, but a lot of them had health issues after, and they just never talked about it. Yeah. But Jamie Penner has been on this crusade for years now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing about this from her like three or four years ago. Um, at least she's been on the crusade with, um, with PEDs, mostly PEDs yeah. with women, mostly. I think this is the first time that anything about diuretics coming out, but a diuretic protocol can kill you way faster than a PED protocol. Way faster. Yeah. I, I mean, PEDs like, will fuck you up if you, if you abuse them incorrectly, but they're not going to put you in a grave in a week. <laughs> exactly. Now I think, you know, what people don't realize is anything that you put in your body, you know, it, you can have a negative side effect too, but you also have to remember that sir, there are drug interactions like that will, affect you as well. And then on top of that, like I am noticing that when these coaches are writing these protocols, they're not even telling them to take like Tudka or NAC or kidney stuff or lift. The, no, None of uh, that is even being prescribed with the PED pr protocol. Yeah. That, there's no that, supplemental stuff to help support your system. But, but yet, you, but yet you hire this coach to write out a protocol for you with supplements, but they're not adding supplements to it when they add PEDs. That makes no fucking sense to me. You, no. you, that means you don't care about their kidney and their liver and their health period. You, you care about you the picture care. that you'll be able to post on your profile. Look at this transformation. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah. they make it and if they don't, Oh, well, they're clients are dime a dozen. I got yeah. them knocking out the door. There's always more. There's always more. I wanted to talk just a little bit. I know, I know you're busy and I, I appreciate you for, uh, for taking yeah, the time. They're blowing me up right now. All my clients are blowing me up. <laughs> we won't keep you too much longer. I just wanted to talk about possible solutions going forward. So we have heard talk about um, changes in judging standards as far as conditioning. Um, I know there's been banter talked around about, you know, maybe banning some of these supplements or introducing testing, which that's a slippery slope that could go, they did know, that. Could really throw happen. things for a loop uh, this morning. And uh, they did that in the nineties, try to do the diuretic testing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have some of the organizations that like do polygraph, which that gets expensive. And also a, you can be, you can beat a polygraph and B you can then after you take your polygraph, go take a bunch of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. So unless unless you your polygraph is five minutes before you, before you walk, walk on, stage. on stage. Yeah. Um, that that's where I think that there just needs to be again. I don't know what Jake's plan is or his idea is. Do I think that it's gotten, um, carried away with, um, pushing the envelope? Yes. Do I think that some of the, um, some of the divisions, it's almost like there's no, there's such a, you can't even tell the difference anymore. Like mm -hmm. that's why these figure girls are being told to move to women's physique because they're just as lean and dry and hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so such it's a like, blurred line. Yes. I think that we can kind of like tone some of that down and back so that there's a clear distinguishment between figure and women's physique mm -hmm. and women's bodybuilding and, and women's physique or bikini. Obviously everyone's going to know wellness because it's not proportional. Right. You know, <laughs> it's the only division where their proportions are off. We're promoting you know? asymmetry. <laughs> yes. And that's a beautiful division. I love wellness. Um, but like the fact that we have these bikini girls that have striated glutes and they look emaciated. Yeah. I'm talking this girl needs like 20 cheeseburgers right now. Well, the, the thing about that is like that, that. that goes against their written and published judging standards. They always go against their written and published criteria and rules yeah. every year. Women's physique says they don't want overly striated glutes, yet we just made Sarah Villegas uh, Miss Olympia. Yeah, you, you, you can't that win a show without them. <laughs> that is, you're contradicting what you're saying and what you're doing. Your actions don't match your words. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think I think step one is, okay, the judging standards are out there. They're published. Why don't we try following those for a year and see what who's happens? Gonna hold the, who's going to hold the judges accountable to following that? That's a Here's great what question. I, and I heard this as, 
uh, I heard this as a possible solution. Say, say you have a class of, you know, 10, 10 women's physique girls and um, they're all overly shredded. Sorry, we don't have a winner today. Nobody matches the criteria and the standards for this division today. Sorry. We, we, we have we have we have second place through 11th. We don't have a first place. <laughs> exactly. Because we are not going to reward that because that's not what we want. That and takes some balls from a judging panel. Well, somebody needs to have some balls then grow a pair. I, I agree. I agree. And, I mean, and part of it is uh, part of it is the, the judging panels. I think they're the, these panels are loaded up with old school people who want to reward um, all divisions as though it's men's bodybuilding, um, here, where the bigger you are and the leaner you are, the better. Didn't we get rid of female bodybuilding for a reason? Yeah. And then yeah. we brought it back, right? Yeah. We can't right back to that direction then. Well, and way back, there was that whole directive that came down from up above about, okay, the women have too much size. We need to scale that down a little bit. That lasted for a year or something. And then everybody started blowing back up again. Again, evolution, evolution. Yeah. It's, it's bigger, faster, leaner, harder, drier. Yeah. That's what this sport is. And everybody wants to push more and more and more, but you don't realize that a more can kill you and B more is not always better. And it can make you look worse yeah. and C more will have negative impact on your life mm -hmm. and it will take off years and it, you are sabotaging your own future. The, the, these coaches are sabotaging your future for sure. Yeah. You'd mentioned Jake a couple times. That's Jake Wood. Um, yeah, correct. And his, his title, he is president or do you know what his, what his title is? Uh, he owns a lot of things. Um, so He's a he media guy. He owns the Olympia. That's he right. He owns um, like Wings of Strength. He promotes tons of things. He owns like Flex Magazine. He owns like six or seven magazines. He's heavily involved in our industry he's like one of the big cheeses again if if there was no jake we wouldn't have the olympia yeah and he he so, has he has publicly gone on record as acknowledging this situation yeah. at least he made a statement uh he made a comment on facebook and it got blasted all over the internet and mm -hmm. i think people misconstrued his statement because he touched he touched on the whole conditioning thing i don't think that's what he actually meant i think what he actually meant was when he talked about the conditioning part in his statement is <clears throat> We are um, taking too much to get to that conditioning. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think. But I think that's what how it should have actually came off because some people can get in really great condition without doing those things, but others can't. So they want to look like that. So they do take these things in hopes to look like that and to try and that. level the playing field a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it doesn't always work out in anyone's favor or best interest. You know what I mean? And that's so the thing. I, if, if somebody can get absolutely shredded with taking very little stuff and just working their ass off and they've got great genetics for it, I don't think it's right to punish that person necessarily, as long as they're no. still fitting the judging standards. Exactly. So I think that, you know, if we're going to play with that, the criteria and um, who, who's going to enforce that though? Yeah. That that's the big question. That's the big question. So because you, you have, you have head judges that like different things, you know, mm -hmm. like everybody knows like Gary, Udick, he loves hard and big and he rewards that. That's what he wants. If you show up on his stage without shredded glutes, you're not going to play well. Yeah. So and I mean, like Steve Weinberger, same thing. He's tough and yeah. he will pose the shit out of you. And he, and he should, you should be able to pose on stage. Yeah. But, but I, I think not, it comes down to like, may, maybe there needs to be better coordination between the IFBB, the NPC and their head judges and say, look, again, it's solidarity. We all as coaches, athletes, judges, the higher ups, we all need to come together to find a solution. I don't have all the answers. I don't have a solution. I might have ideas or be able to brainstorm and help. But I, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take. I just know that the problem is here and now we need a solution. Yeah, absolutely. I know you got clients blowing you up, so I'll, I'll let you get to them. Um, are any, any parting shots that you've got for us? Any last thoughts, anything that we um, want to get off? I just want everyone to know that my intentions are pure and good here. Um, I never intended to bash any single person or point fingers or blame. This is, this is my hope in this is that we not only raise awareness, awareness and bring more education to the industry, but that the deaths simply stop. Yeah. Understood. Understood. There, there, and, and it's not just these, you know, these four women that are hanging over one coach. It's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, it's Dallas McCarver, it's John Meadows, it's Luke Sandow. It's all of these other people over the course of however many years, mm -hmm. you know, and this has been going on forever and you're always going to have deaths, you know, but like, that's why 
That's why bodybuilding isn't taken seriously and it's not mainstream because you can't expect that. Yeah. You don't have a lot of basketball players and baseball players that are dying at, at, at games. And that's because, you know, obviously we're in the IFBB and we allow the drugs to happen. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it wouldn't be a credible, like notable thing if we're like, okay, no more drugs, then no one would really care about bodybuilding. If the IFBB was drug tested nobody would give a shit about it anymore. Exactly. That's why no one gives a shit about all the, there are hundreds of other organizations that anyone can go compete in. Yeah. No one even knows what they are because no one gives a shit. <laughs> Everybody wants to see the freaks. Yeah, freaks exactly. That, that, you know, that, that's why I don't watch, watch college football. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But let me see the pros do their thing. You know, it's like, yeah. But, but something does have to happen. It's time for change and change is a good thing. And people need to embrace the change and people need to, again, be part of the solution and not the problem. The people that are the problem need to disappear or change their methods, change their methods. Absolutely. They should, and I'm going to say I mean, this too. There, how's it not involuntary manslaughter? How are they, how, how are you not able to have a civil lawsuit against someone that is giving you medical advice and they're not a uh, licensed professional. I, I don't care about a, your, I don't care about your bullshit disclaimers. It, it has occurred to me like, you know, does a coach bear criminal liability in these deaths? And I have a hard time saying no. Like I, uh, I, I think I it's very likely later and we're going to talk about that. Okay, cool. I'll be curious to hear that. Um, yeah. good luck to your cadre of clients tomorrow at the Thank show. You so much. Um, so everybody out there, follow her at fierce fit Steph on Instagram. Um, she's got a lot of good stuff going on. There's more to come. I'm sure. So I appreciate yeah, I'm you not so much up on your time. I'm not. No, I mean, at this point in for a penny in for a pound, right? And, and honestly, if you have a story and you want your voice to be heard, send it to me and you don't want, you want to remain anonymous. I'm blocking your names out. Yeah. Okay. But get it out there because the more that it gets out there, the more other people can spread it. And I encourage you, if you're reading this and seeing this stuff, put it on your story, put it on your page, tag other people, get it out there, spread it around. Cause that's the only way we bring awareness to a situation and a topic. 100%. Well said. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks Steph. Appreciate it. Bye.